Okay. And, you know, we want to really appreciate all of you again for uh, supporting us. Uh, we thank you for constantly calling in and um, making your presence known. So we really appreciate you for that. Um, but today, we just want to briefly talk about the Holy Spirit. And we understand that the Holy Spirit is active in our lives. Uh, wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we say, the Holy Spirit is active in our lives. Um, today marks a very special day. It's called Pentecost Day or Pentecost Sunday or the Day of Pentecost. You might hear it in different forms, in different places or in different religions or in, in different um, aspects of life. Uh, but today um, marks a very special day because it's, it marks the 50th day after the event that changed the world and that's Jesus' resurrection. Um, so his death, burial, and resurrection happened on Easter weekend, as we know it, 40 days after he ascended, and then 10 days after his ascension, we have the ushering in of a new era. Um, the Holy Spirit would come in to the upper room and change everyone's life the way they knew it. It was a time of empowerment, a time um, that was foretold of by the prophet Joel. Uh, in fact, Peter preached that message when Joel said that uh, God was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh and that there would be, you know, dreams and prophecies and you know, things that are going to be going on, miracles, and so forth and so on. And, and we have seen that since that time until now, thousands of years later, we see that the Holy Spirit is still active in our lives today. Um, now, there are so many things that are happening to the point where there are some people that don't even believe in the Holy Spirit, that don't even believe that the Holy Spirit is even at work or in work, in, you know, working in our lives. But if we look at, you know, what he is doing and how he is working, we can see the evidence, how he changed your life, how he changed my life, the things that we used to do. We don't do them anymore. We don't have an appetite for them. The places we used to go, we don't, go there anymore. We don't have an appetite for them. The, the, the things that we used to talk about, we don't talk about it anymore because the Holy Spirit brings about two things in our lives. Uh, he brings about transformation and he brings about miracles. Now, when he brings transformation to your life, there is a change that happens. We are changed by the Holy Spirit working in us and working through us. Uh, we're also, um, when we look at how he works, he works through miracles. And the miracles are the evidence that he is at work. Uh, when we 
you know, when we're sick and all of a sudden he heals us. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit at work. When you see somebody walking down the street and you remember what they used to be, and then now you look at them and, and, and you're saying, well, whoa, whoa, there's something about them. Some of you might even say that there's this glow about them. They, they seem to, there's just this difference about them. That's the Holy Spirit at work. And we must pay uh, attention to the Holy Spirit. Give him space so that he can work things out uh, for us and work things out uh, through us. Um, now, that doesn't mean that we're always going to have uh, a good life, a life with all our problems resolved, you know, a life where everything is just nice and easy and smooth. That's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide us, to direct us, to help us, to bring things back to our remembrance, those things that we, we learn, those things that we read about. You know, uh, he is very much present in everything that we do. Um, we don't want to devalue uh, the word Pentecost. We don't want to devalue it to just an experience. And I think many churches, when we hear about the Holy Spirit, we devalue the Holy Spirit to just an experience. Oh, you know, the, the shouting and, 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 and the singing and the emotion or the activity of the Spirit um, that is working. We, we sometimes see the end result of what the Holy Spirit has been doing with an individual or doing um, in, in the land. Uh, when you see somebody crying out unto the Lord or even the, the, the evidence of speaking in tongues, when you see all these, these things, it's a result of the Holy Spirit already at work in the individual or already at work with the person. So we must recognize that the Holy Spirit is not just an experience or an emotion. Those are just the result of what the Holy Spirit is already doing in our lives. Um, and we understand that the Holy Spirit was the one that ushered in the church, he established the church in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2. So, it's important for us to um, give him some space. Give him some space and allow him to work on our behalf. Uh, we are inspired by the Holy Spirit um, every time when we read the scripture Every time when we read a verse of scripture or a chapter in the Bible, he inspires us, he explains things to us, he brings uh, certain things to our remembrance, or he reveals certain things to us that was not revealed before. Um, I don't know if many of you uh, have ever gone through this, where you've read a scripture five times and five different times, something new uh, comes to you, some kind of revelation, some kind of action, something that the Holy Spirit has done um, or has said uh, to you in private. He's now revealing to you and saying, hey, this is what I mean by this. This is what Jesus meant by that. This is 
uh, what you should understand from the scripture. This is how it works. The Holy Spirit explains stuff to us, reveals things unto us, helps us to become better people, right? Um, helps us to live better lives. He helps us to, as the senior pastor said, to become better uh, husbands and, and fathers and mothers and wives and daughters and sons, right? Um, so it, it, it's important for us to allow him to work in our lives. Don't crowd our lives with so many things that he is not able to find an opportunity to work in your life and to work through you. Um, it's important for us to give him that space to do what he needs to do. Um, and that's, again, a, a concern that I constantly have, especially with some, um, some religions and some uh, uh, churches, is that um, we're trying to create an experience. So every Sunday when you go to a particular church, you know, they have this experience that they try to fabricate, you know, so that they can try and prompt you into, into worship. But there's, worship comes from the inside. There's something that bubbles up, that oozes out of you when you start thinking about the goodness of the Lord. It's not, it's, it's not an experience that you're trying to fabricate, that you're trying to reconstruct every Sunday. It's something that oozes out of you because of your relationship that is already established uh, with the Holy Spirit. You know, the time of consecration, the time of praying, the time of seeking the Lord. That happens during the week. And Sunday when we gather together in fellowship, then that worship starts to come out of you. And there's this glorious union that exists between, um, between the fellowship of the saints. You know, everybody comes in and, and they're, they're just so... Um, so happy, you know, to serve the Lord. The, the psalmist says, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing, right? Um, so it's important for us to know that our relationship with the Holy Spirit is quite vital in our survival in the world. Um, we cannot go about acting as if we can do things by ourselves, that we have enough education, that we have enough strength, that we have enough skill to do and accomplish all that God wants to do and accomplish through us. It is the Holy Spirit that helps us to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in our lives. A life that is lived outside of the Holy Spirit is not a life well lived. I'll say that again. Amen. A life that is lived outside of the Holy Spirit is not a life well lived. It's important for us to live in accordance with what the Holy Spirit wants for us. Um, now, there are, there are a few chapters that you can read, a few scriptures that you can read in order to understand um, what the outpouring of the Holy Spirit means. Um, in Acts chapter 8, uh, you can read there the preaching of the gospel in Samaria. 
which marked a transition from the Jewish to the Gentile mission. Um, in, in chapter 10, it records Peter's vision at Joppa and the conversion of Cornelius at Caesarea uh, by pouring out his spirit on the group that was assembled in the house of Cornelius. God declared that the Gentiles, as well as the Jews, were to be recipients of the promised paraclete, the promised one, the promised spirit, um, the promised advocate. Chapter 11 of, of, of Acts uh, gives Peter's vindication of his entering a Gentile home and associating with those considered to be heathen. Whatever his critics might say, the Spirit's outpouring upon the Gentiles was enough proof that Pentecost is for all who respond in faith to the gospel. We must understand that the Spirit transcends boundaries of status, ethnicity, and nationality. The Spirit is no respecter of person. The Spirit works um, in whatever way He works. Now, you will hear in the world that, oh, this Holy Spirit thing is just, it's just a fluke. Um, that just only happened in Acts chapter 2. Uh, things like that don't happen anymore. Um, you'll hear this word called cessation, you know, where the, the Spirit no longer works in our world. The Spirit is no longer active. You know, he's no longer an active agent in what we do and, and how we do it. And that's not true. There is evidence from Acts 2 until now that shows countless times when the Holy Spirit was at work, not only in the church, but in our individual lives. So I, I recommend, you know, if you, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please do so. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And then allow the Holy Spirit in so that he can work through you, right? And that he can work with you. And a transformation will occur. And I'm pretty sure that there are many that can testify to that, that when you, when you come in contact with the Holy Spirit, a transformation occurs and there is uh, there's an indwelling and there's a filling and 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 you know you see so many things happening through individuals that would would not normally happen if it were not for the Holy Spirit so my encouragement to you is uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life and in doing so uh, God will be well pleased with you Anything to add, Senior Pastor, uh, really quickly? No, I think that you have done very well with that. Just like to encourage those who are without the gift, and it's a gift of the Holy Spirit to search and seek diligently to be baptized. That's, that's your second baptism. First one is baptized in water. Second baptism is being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because you, as Pastor O said, you really don't fully enjoy your salvation journey until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. He's a teacher. He gives you power for service. I was looking at the fire burning in the various places last night, and I equate that to the Holy Spirit. 
when he comes, he burns you up. He burns all the sinful nature out, and he gives you power for service. Nobody has the Holy Ghost, and you just sit down. If, if, if you're doing that, then something is wrong. You need to stir up that gift. But he gives you power for service. You come to church and you rejoice. He propels you to rejoice. He propels you to tell somebody else of the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So seek to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And it's not a hit. It's a hymn because he's the third person of the Godhead. His That's Father, right. Son, Holy Spirit. So it's not a hit. It's a hymn. But it's important to have him in your life. And every Christian, it's a promise. It's a promise to every child of God, wherever you are from, wherever you get saved, whatever church you go to, it's a promise. The Holy Spirit is promised to all of you. So seek God. Let this be your year that you say, I am going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and seek diligently. And if you are truly sanctified, then the Holy Ghost will come in. Bless Amen. Amen. And so we, we're going to pray at this time, um, asking God to, um, to, fill, to fill us. You know, the song says, Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up. And there are some of us that need uh, the Holy Spirit to fill us again. Um, allow, uh, allow us to be baptized again with the Holy Spirit um, because there are some of us that have strayed and have wandered. Uh, the song says, I've wandered far away from God, but now I am coming home. So we're going to pray. Senior Pastor, if you could just go ahead and, and pray for these individuals. Lord, we bless your name again this morning. One just... And glorious is your name, your name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess you to be Lord. And as Isaiah cried, for everyone that thirsty had come ye to the water. And as you said on the last day, the great day of the feast, if any man thirst, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. We come to you today because we find ourselves empty. We find ourselves need a refilling. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, as it was poured out on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached, oh, and 3,000 souls were added and people heard them speak in an unknown language. I pray that the Holy Ghost, O oh God, O oh filter our operation, who is the third person of the Godhead, who is there, you have left when you were going back, you said, I will not leave you comfortless. And while you were here, they didn't need the Holy Ghost. But when you went back, they needed another comforter. And you sent the Holy Ghost, as you promised that you would pray the Father to send the Holy Ghost. I pray that all the members of the body of Christ, wherever we are from, Oh, God, whatever church body they attend, that the Holy Spirit will be in evidence. And stir us up, Lord, as we see the fire blazing all over the place. I pray that the fires of the Holy Spirit will burn in our heart. And, oh, God, burn us to praise you. Burn us to worship you. Burn us up inside of us to do works for you, Lord. 
to testify of your goodness, to preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, we pray today. Somebody right now is seeking. Somebody right now is asking. I pray that you will fill them up today and let them speak in another language as the Holy Spirit give utterance. Breathe on them today. Breathe on them today. Breathe on the seekers today. Breathe on us, Lord, and let us lift our hands in worship and our hearts in praise. Oh, we bless your name today. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome. You're welcome in this place. You're welcome in our hearts. You're welcome in our lives. You're welcome in your church. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we pray that after today, we will never be the same, but we will be stirred up to greater works. Those who have the Holy Spirit and they are dormant, I pray, Lord, I take authority over the spirit of dormancy today that oh, they will stir up that gift that is in them, Lord, that, O oh God, when we are assembled again, we will praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. We worship and glorify your holy name, and we look to thee with the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you today. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the indwelling. Thank you for what we feel in our lives. We know that we are alive. We are alive in you through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Thank you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.